bottom line up front, there's a high probability that you're using the wrong information and going in the opposite order than you should be when it comes to generating your brand strategy. Join me today with Justin Lynch. He's going to set us straight. Let's get into it. Hi there, Steve here. Welcome to 15 Minute CMO. Today I'm joined by Justin Lynch, the founder of Avalier. Now, Justin is an award winning brand strategist. He's got over 10 years of experience building, uh, successfully building brands. Now, Justin's experience comes with uh, both startups and you know billion dollar companies in the regulated space. So he's really covered uh, quite a bit of the arena for us to talk about when it comes to building these brands. He's aware of these perennial challenges that huge billion dollar credit unions face as well as smaller startups, uh, basically tight budgets, tight deadlines. And we're gonna talk about that today. So Justin, thank you very much for joining 15 Minute CMO. If you were to um, meet with somebody and you know what, and they're interested in improving their brand, I don't know really what the right term there is. Like what kind of questions would you ask right off the bat? Sure. So you know, the big things to know is really is your brand working for you already? So are you attracting the right customers to your business? Are you able to provide services and you know be competitive on pricing in your industry? So if you're losing market share, if you're not attracting the right customers, usually that a, that is an indication that you're having an issue with your brand. So that would be some of the first questions I would ask is, you know, what's happening? Are you satisfied with where you are? And diving into specifically your market, your products and services, and your customers. I hear you. How much? I think a lot of people, when they think of brand, are really thinking about things like style guides, like color and font. And uh, we want to be the rogue or we want to be <laughs> like, so, like we want a persona for our company. Is that how you think about brand or? No, I, I typically go against the grain on some of that. So my philosophy on branding is it starts at the customer level. So you first have to identify who is your ideal customer and the way I try to explain this to, to people a lot of times is if you think of it like a Venn diagram, you have three different circles. One are customers who spend a lot of money with you, customers who are easy to work with, and customers who are advocates for your brand. And where that overlap of those three circles meet, that's your ideal customer. So anyone who falls into that, that little slice of those circles is who you want to attract more of. And so when you think about those customers, you need to think about what's the similarities between them. So you can look at demographic information and that can be helpful, you know, gender, uh, age, income level, education level, geography, if, if your business is specific to a certain area. But the reality is it's more of the psychographics that matter. So what are the challenges that they're having in their life? What are they trying to accomplish? Uh, those are the things that you really want to dive into. And finding the similarities between all of those ideal customers is what your brand needs to be messaging towards. So once you have that, then you can start to figure out, okay, if I want you know certain colors and certain topography for my business, colors and topography have built-in you know, psychological associations with them. 
but you want to use those based on your ideal customers. So if you go and you pick colors because you say, hey, I want a brand that's energetic, then if you haven't, if you're doing that before you've thought about your ideal customers, then it's essentially working backwards. So I always like to try to start from the customer standpoint and then figure out from there, okay, does this customer want to associate with an energetic brand? If so, okay, then we need to probably use energetic colors, yellows, oranges, that kind of thing. So like I said, I really start with the customer first and build out from there rather than starting with some of these, you know, brand personas and the the visual language first. Mm. One brief detour for us here in the conversation. I regret to inform you that there is yet another Substack newsletter you should go subscribe to. This one, though, happens to be mine. It's called Marketing Microdose, and it's in the spirit of the 15-Minute CMO podcast. Very short, very useful, very concise, actionable insights that you can take into work with you the next day to really ramp up your marketing efforts. You can subscribe to the Marketing Microdose, written by little old me. It's a monthly endeavor, so it won't clog up your inbox. Link to that subscription in the description of this episode. Thanks. Justin, let's get back into it. I hear you. And when starting with customers, you mentioned in there things that they're trying to get done, problems that they have, mm -hmm. the psychographics as opposed to the demographics. And um, that's a bit more challenging, I think, for maybe our business-to-business -business marketing peers out there, mostly because there's multiple human beings involved in that decision process. But I think both of us can speak to the fact that that's, that's still doable, right? There's still individuals making decisions. There are, um, as Tony Olwick would describe it, uh, it um, jobs to be done, outcomes desired. These are the things that you're your product addresses and you know that by knowing your customers essentially or your ideal customer um on the other side of that though there's the um what's the word i'm looking for here like demographics right mm -hmm. demographics leads to a phrase that um i don't think you you like very much which is target persona mm -hmm. right this idea yeah. that we can just sort mm -hmm. of lump folks into uh who they are as opposed to what they're trying to accomplish R riff on that for a second for me on target persona in your mind? Sure. Yeah. So Steve, this is something we talked about before, you know, I put a post on LinkedIn about this and it came down to the fact that I was, I was really thinking about it one day and I used to always use the term target persona. It's a common terminology in the business world and the marketing world. And I realized I didn't particularly like that phrase. And when I thought about it and I broke it down and I figured out why. So you know, the word target really dehumanizes what you're what you're trying to get to. So a target is just something you're trying to get to. It doesn't talk about a person in general. And then personas are essentially made up. They're not real. They're, you're trying, like you said, you're trying to group people into a certain type of thing. So I realized that's what I didn't like about it. I didn't like the fact that it, it was dehumanizing and it really, at the end of the day, doesn't associate with an actual person. And then, so if you're going to get rid of that terminology, what do you replace it with? And that's where I was like, you need to talk about ideal customers. So ideal because they are beneficial for your business and because your business can help them. And then they actually need to be a real customer. So most businesses, you know, except maybe like a really early startup have customers, even if you don't have a lot of customers, you still have customers, you know, which ones 
you've made the most impact on, which customers make the most impact on your business. So you have an actual baseline to understand who you should be targeting. And the great thing is with a real customer, you can go and talk to them. You know, you can learn more about them and understand them deeper and have, you know, more actionable information than if you were to just say, uh, we think these people kind of like this stuff. Now you've, you've outlined that marketing and branding, these, these really need to start with the customer in mind in their attempts. So let me, let me ask what might be a leading question. You know, what, when you look at the folks who are doing branding um, and messaging wrong, what, what are they doing? What's everybody getting wrong about this? Yeah, I, I think a lot of it comes down to the old school kind of way of branding, which was, hey, you need a logo, you need colors, you need fonts, and you start with the visuals first. And you're not starting with the customer in mind. You're not starting with kind of the tone of the brand. Um, you know, in your logo, and your colors and your fonts are all extremely important elements of your brand. And, and what I like to tell people is, you know, a brand isn't a logo, um, but your logo probably is still one of the most important visual elements of your brand. So it's not something you can just, you know, go on Fiverr and get a logo and be call it a day and say, hey, I've got a great brand. Um, but placing all the emphasis on the logo and colors and fonts especially before you even identify who your ideal customers are. It's just putting the cart before the horse. Why do you think they do that? I'm guilty of it. I've been with several, I've been with, you know, a bunch of companies. Uh, hmm. Why do we do that? I, I think, you know, it's probably two reasons. One is that's just what we were taught. So uh, whether you're, you know, classically trained in marketing through, you know, school or university or you're even self-taught, when you look online, most of the information tells you, hey, you know, even if you ask, <laughs> ask a AI generated content, you know, what, what, what's part of a brand? Probably the first thing it's going to tell you is your logos, your colors and your fonts. Um, so that information is out there. So that's part of it. And then I think the other part is it's those decisions are easier to make. You, you know, you can sit down, you can look at a logo and say, hey, I like this logo um, or, hey, we can use colors because we can let's say we want an energetic brand, boom. Okay, that looks, gives us colors like in the warm color spectrum. It's easy to go through that information and just make decisions and feel like you accomplished something. Actually thinking about your customers and interacting with your customers, that takes a lot more work and it's a lot more nebulous than a lot of kind of the more grounded visual approach to branding. Mm. Let me do a yes and here. So all of that's true. Thinking back on my experiences as well, typically I'm, as a marketing leader, facing a fellow executive or a leadership, someone I work for, who's interested in my least favorite phrase, quick wins. Like, oh, we need a quick win. We're trying to, we've got a, a task that needs to be accomplished internally, usually around money. Um, marketing, it's your, you know, air quotes job to really lead that charge. And, uh, marketing and things that address uh, proper messaging that addresses you know the problems to solve and the psychographic side of things can take some time to play out it also has in my experience a little uh, more nebulous or i'm not going to use the word nebulous because we did that already but it's got like a bit of a fuzzier definition around it whereas mm -hmm. 
if we need a quick win and, you know, we ask the questions like you mentioned at the beginning, like what isn't working out? Are we where we're at? What changes are we going to make? Like you said, we could go bang out a new logo and some new color schemes and have all this pre-filled psychological data that says, look, by doing this, this is what we can expect over the next however many months. I, I don't know. Opinion on that? Yeah, I, you know, it's definitely a challenge uh, as a marketer to try to essentially pitch upwards the, the correct way that you want to to approach a, a certain situation, um, especially when it comes to branding. I think part of the, the big thing is it's hard to tie data and results directly to branding efforts. So that that's always a challenge. I would advise marketers to approach it more as actionable steps, at least to pitch. So if, you know, you feel as a marketer that you're, the company you're at is not hitting its goals and you're not, you know, taking market share that you think you should have and, it, and you're pretty confident it's related to branding, what I would be looking at then is doing an analysis on your competitors. Okay, so, you know, what, what was your market share three years ago? What was it two years ago? What was it one year ago? Um, look at revenue and stuff, start to identify potential issues that are trends that you could then turn around and go to an executive and say, hey, here's what's happening in our market and to our company. And we're pretty, I'm pretty confident this is a branding issue. My next step to identify if that is, is to now go and do like customer surveys or um, focus groups. So if you can pitch and show a trend and then say, here's my actionable plan to identify if that's real or not. I think you could get buy-in um, at a company. And, and, you know, if any marketers go and execute that, let me know. I'd love to hear <laughs> if it works. But I think that I think you could make a strong case if you present it that way. Now, you mentioned goals in there and the direction of sort of goals and efforts top down. Typically, we're hearing goals you and I, marketers in general, are hearing goals like revenue, margin, market share, very money-oriented. Uh, is that where we should be starting with branding, or should we be taking a different approach? So, when you're trying to when you're trying to get buy-in to actually initiate branding at the business you're at, I think you have to start with the revenue and stuff, just because that's what the the people who are going to make the final decision. That's what they're looking at. So you have to tie it into something. Now, when you actually go to execute the branding element of it, as a marketer, you need to be looking at it from a customer's perspective. And I think that is a goal of every marketer, right? Is to be that translation from the business side of the business to the customer side of the business, essentially. Sage advice from a wise man. Justin, thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Steve.